We are coming in hot. The podcast. Welcome to Coming In Hot. Thank you live from Airplay Beats for the intro music. We are recording live from Darling New Media Studios in Midtown Sack. All right, people. We got a very, very special guest in the building. We got Raj Little, the commercial brewer and head brewer at Oak Park Brewing Company. What up, Raj? How you doing, my man? I'm good, man. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. It is it is a pleasure to have you on uh, today's podcast, Raj. Um, I don't know if you know, but we park right across the street from you at TNR Barbecue. Have you been? Oh, wow. Have you been to the truck, Roger? Are you just stuck brewing beer all day? I've seen the truck, and I'm stuck brewing beer all day. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You must have some hot ass chicken, man. <laughs> hey, man. That's how, hey, you can't call it hot chicken and not be hot. I get I get this problem all the time, Raj. I get people that always come through and they say your chicken is too hot. Hey, we serve hot so chicken. Hot. One day I was at the uh, Oak, at uh, Elk Grove Brew Festival. Okay, I was starving. It was like a sixteen-hour day. I was like, man, I got to get something to eat, Nash and proper. The chicken was so hot, I was mad. I couldn't eat. I was starving. <laughs> And I was like, what the? I asked for the medium. So, but word on the street, if you want it without the uh, the, the, the kick, you can get it naked, right? Yes. Yes, we got I, naked. Yeah, that's, that's me, man. Like, the spice. I'm talking about it. Hey, hey, Rod. Hey, next time you see us, get the mild. No, I, I got the medium or whatever the lowest one was. Oh, you got the mild and it was still too hey, much for you? Man, I'm not the spicy guy. I was so <laughs> mad. I was so hungry. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, yeah. But, uh, hey, definitely but, we get the naked next time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, on the, on, the, on the flip side, man, yeah, you guys get kudos all across the board, man. I hear nothing but good things, and I, I hear that you guys have a spot opening up in Oak Grove. Yeah, we got a new spot in Elk Grove. It's going to open uh, in June here. Um, 9080 Laguna, Maine, Suite 2. Cool, man. Congratulations. Thank you very much, Raj. But uh, we're going to get into you, though, Raj. Enough about me and my blabbering big mouth over here. Hey. (laughs) So, Raj, are you from SAC? No, man. I'm a native of North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina in the house. Country boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so from from North Carolina, what 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 were you doing out in North Carolina? So born and raised. How, how long were you out of North Carolina? Man, I moved out to Sac uh, the day after Y two K. Okay, I spent uh, New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. I was like, if it's going Ooh. down, <laughs> I'm in Vegas. So. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's stop right here because right. we got. We partying like it's 1999 in Vegas. Yep, yep. What yep. was that scene like, Raj? Because this is coming in hot. And hey, man. let me so, know what that was like. This ain't a PG. You, this is rated R. This is TVMMA. Okay, <laughs> I'm immature. Okay, even though I'm immature, I'm fine. 
give me what you want. So for me, I've been to Vegas like many times before, but I was moving out to Cali. So I had a deadline. I had to be out in Cali on the first to go on a tour with one of my homies band. You know, my band had just finished a tour. Uh, we had some, some, some issues with a band member and uh, we decided to relocate to the West Coast. We've never been here. All the bands that we toured with that were from the West Coast, they were like, you guys got to come out here and kill it, man. So anyway, uh, you know, I packed my stuff up, you know, went to Albuquerque, New Mexico. I lived there for three years. So kicked it with some friends for a couple of days. And, uh, you know, right before Y2K, the night before Y2K, I was like, hey, man, I'm going to Vegas solo. So if you guys don't see me again, <laughs> it was good, you know, but uh, it was different this time, man. There was like mad people, a lot of people. I stepped out of my vehicle and there was nothing but all of these, like, you know, like uh, strip clubs and massage parlor ads. Like it was like they were, it was like they were leading my way to where I was going <laughs> to Stay for tonight. Were so, they doing uh, the little thing with the paper to click, click, click? Hey, it was crazy, <laughs> man. Uh, with me, I don't, I don't drink and party. I've never been that type of person. But I was like, hey, if it's going down, I'm going to a casino. You know, because they locked, they locked. Long story short, they locked everybody in at eleven mm. fifteen. Mm. I was like, okay, this is, this is pretty crazy because you couldn't get in. You couldn't go out. Oh, wow. You know, there's like thousands of people. I think I was in the uh, MGM, you know. So, uh, you know, the countdown came around. And 11.01, they opened up the floodgate. Mm-hmm. Man, there was like thousands and thousands and thousands of people on the street. You know, the, the dancing water, Lionel Richie's playing <laughs> on, the, on the strip. And I'm like, feeling it, man. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, if I'm going to Cali tomorrow. <laughs> so, but uh, it, it got crazy, man. You have people climbing up on the light post and jumping off. And some guy didn't get caught, so he hit the ground oh. running. <laughs> but, uh, man, I had a blast. I had a blast, you know. So uh, if it was going to go out, if, it, if we were going to go out, I wanted to do it in Vegas, and I had the best time. Slept for like three hours, hit the road, had a uh, to get to Sacramento by seven p.m. Jumped in a van and went on tour for two and a half weeks. Oh wow! Damn. Hey, I love a Vegas story. I love Vegas stories. Oh, hey. like <laughs> I like the uh, what's that saying? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, unless you come on this podcast and we land it all fly. Hey, <laughs> hey, sorry to cut you, sorry to cut you off before. Hey, I just love Vegas stories. So we we in North Carolina, and you, you start to move west for your band, correct? Yeah, yeah, and a few other things, but mainly the band was the push. Okay. You know? so, yeah. Well, what band were you in? What kind of music you playing? Man, it's crazy. Uh, I, I started off playing music when I was in the uh, in the uh, third grade. Mm. So I started off on trumpet. Um, I got some Jimi Hendrix music, and that just blew my mind. I was just like, "How are how is he creating these sounds?" Mm-hmm. You know, and then to find out he was a black guy, mm-hmm. that just took it over the edge. So uh, I just became a big fan of music. Uh, I listened to all styles of music. 
my favorite singer back in the day was Kenny Rogers. Mm. I don't know why. It just sounded good <laughs> to my ears. Yeah. But uh, that was then. Uh, teenage years came across Prince, the artist, the no slave. Mm-hmm. Changed my life, man. You know, I was like, man, this dude, 17. Uh, you know, he got signed at an early age. They wouldn't let him produce until he was like 17. Played every instrument on all of his albums. Mm-hmm. That influenced me to pick up a guitar. And that that's, man, my journey began. Yeah. You know, so, but the style of music that I played, you know, is a cross between punk, hardcore, metal. You know, we throw a little reggae side in there every now and again. But I just took off, man. We were just little punk-ass kids. Mm-hmm. We were, started out as a four-piece. We ended up becoming a three-piece. And uh, we sounded like big for a three-piece. Mm-hmm. So we just rolled with that. And, uh, man, with that band, I've seen this whole country outside of Alaska and Hawaii playing music. I've seen this whole country. Uh, I've had opportunities to go play in Mexico and Cuba. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I... Hey man, there's a lot of stories. Yeah. <laughs> to sum it up in a nutshell, that's it right there. The name of the band was Sand Sobriety, and this was all before the internet. So if you find any memorabilia, keep that shit because our <laughs> fan base is still rocking with us. Nice. Are you still doing the band thing, man? So you know, becoming an adult, you start thinking differently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I will always play music. Uh, you know, it's like I elevated my game. You know, it's like I've had a bluegrass country band. I got a dope-ass hip-hop band. You know, as I record when I want to with whoever I want to, it's mm-hmm. just like picking and choosing. Now I had my heyday. So I love music, so it's not about the money. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the love of the art, you know, and the freedom of expression. So, uh, yeah. So what? When you came to Sacramento, were you coming for the band, or did you have a job set up? Like, wh- how did you get to SAC, and man, why did I, you pick SAC? Hey, and this is, I'll, I'll date myself. So, I left Sacramento when Petey Pablo released North Carolina. Yeah. Man, I heard that from North Carolina all the way out to Cali. Hey man, I was you know, waving. I was waving anything hey, that I could put above my head back then, bro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, it's like just getting out here, man. I just like I, I I wear many hats, you know. So with the music thing, that was just one of them. A lot of people don't know that I was in the film and video. I shot my last documentary here in Sacramento, and it was. So frustrating to work with people. I just said, bump this. <laughs> I was just like, no, I signed my, my name on a project. Everybody was down to do it. But when it was time to work, hey, I ended up doing all the work. Uh, it's, it's interesting with this story. I had a friend visit two years ago. And, you know, she was like, hey, what's this? And I was like, oh, that's a documentary I did, blah, blah, blah. She goes, can I watch it? Man, I didn't even watch the final cut. Like, once I did all the editing and I knew it was packaged, blah, 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 I didn't even watch it, mm-hmm. you know, because there was so much stress and struggle, you know, to work a nine-to-five job and have to drive to, like, San Jose or Santa Cruz or, you know, Reno or Redding. Hey, that was 90 days of, like, straight hell. For a documentary? For a documentary. What documentary. was this documentary about? 
it was about uh, Sacramento music. Because, you know, a lot of bands uh, skip over Sacramento. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of bands skip over Sacramento because they they think it's no scene. But when I got here, I was just like, man, there's some great bands. And I was doing, listening to it all, the jazz, the hip-hop, the yeah. punk rock, yeah. the country, every yeah. gospel. There was a lot of stuff here. So I did a documentary, Sounds uh, from the Underground, Volume 2, which featured, you know, a lot of the rock bands. And, yeah. uh, you know, bands that were like alternative bands. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was so burnt out on that. I was just like, dude, this ain't going to work, you know. But now with technology switching up, I do more things, you know. It's like I, I want to get back into it, but I love the fact that you can do things on your phone mm-hmm. and put them on Instagram. So I, I just play around with it. But as far as big production, Somewhere down the line, I'll use that talent and skill set. Yeah, nah, and uh, yeah, you're you're right about the music scene in Sacramento. It's it's massive. Um, you know, like my my best friend uh, Gilberto Castro, shout out. He he introduced me to like rockabilly and psychobilly, uh, yeah. along with the you know the punk rock and going down to the boardwalk and watching yeah. Dropkick Murphys, you know, in this small venue. Yeah. And, you know, getting into the circle pit and, you know, acting a fool, like it was, it, it was great, you know, and, uh, you know, blue lamp out there on Alhambra, it was another spot that he always used to take me to the shows. And, uh, um, what, what was that place is Costanza's now, but used to have a lot of uh, shows there too. Um, but no, well, that's, that's great, man. That's great that you found this scene out here. Cause I got a lot yeah. of people. A lot of people yeah. in the music industry, uh, my boy, Chris Toomey, you know, like he, he was, one, yeah, know yeah. no, nah, everybody I know, know. he's the mayor, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he come, you know, like he, he's one of those people. He just, you know, picked up the guitar one day and I've been trying to get him on here. He's too busy. Hopefully he's listening to this right now. He over there acting like he's too busy uh, for me. He ain't busy. Yeah. He I've known Chris since the third grade, man. So I always give him shit. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's let's get into where you are right now, because the head brewer at Oak Park Brewery, um, and you know you guys serve food right there on uh, Broadway, thirty uh, fifth and Broadway, I believe. 30. 35th and Broadway, 3514 Broadway. That's where we are, right yeah. beside the founders. Yeah, big shout out. Um, how did you get into making beer? Like, wh- what? So you're you're in the band. You're doing a lot of other jobs. Why brewing beer was where you landed, and what you're doing today? How did you get yeah, into yeah. that? So, and I got to say this, man, uh, you know, there's a lot of misnomers about our band. Uh, you know, they, I guess they thought we'd get all the girls on tour. We didn't. <laughs> we were a bunch of dorks, man. I didn't even drink until I was 23. <laughs> you know, so for me, it was all about writing music, the show, and recording. Like, all that other extracurricular, I man, that, that wasn't me. I knew it wasn't me. You know, like, doing videos and photo shoots. That wasn't me. I was like, put me, you know, behind my instrument or in the studio. Mm-hmm. We're going to write some music. And that's yeah. my gift now, you know, just the art, man. Nice. But, uh, you know, where I am right now, uh, still wear many hats. But one of the things that uh definitely sticking out right now is being a brewer at Oak Park Brewing Company. I got to shout out 
Jeff Scott and Becca Scott. Mm-hmm. We're like, that's the tripod here. You know, okay. when it comes to the beer at Oak Park Brewing Company, all the ideas, that's us. You know, so uh, a couple weeks ago, we came up with a slogan because we've been searching for a slogan for like almost a year that just made sense. So Becca comes in one day and she goes, hey, Raj, what do you think about the ABCs for a slogan? And I was like, well, what does ABC stand for? And she goes, our beer community. When she said it, it popped. I was yeah. like, if you guys ain't rocking with it, I am. Yeah. You know, so you, you're going to see more uh, merch and things like that popping up with the ABCs as easy as one, two, three. <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, we're rocking with that. But yeah. I got into uh, making beer, man, probably like 10, 15 years ago. I got an excessive beer tab. And, uh, I like beer. I like buying beer, but I know I didn't spend that much money. So but, you uh, got a, you, know, you got a, what somebody went on your beer tab and drank a bunch of beer or was it yeah, you, yeah. Raj? No, it wasn't. I drink beer and I buy <laughs> beer. Like I said, I, you'll never see me say this. <laughs> All I right. That ain't me. So yeah. I remember, I remember, but, uh, Oh, just to go back to, uh, the band, I was straight edge too. Mm. You know, so while they were partying, smoking weed, all the extra stuff, that wasn't me, man. I was just the square. Yeah. You know? So uh, very, like, reclusive, you know, just I was always in the background doing what I needed to do to get the band where we where we needed to go. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, Jeff and Becca I met at a homebrew day, and it's actually ironic that we met because I met at the former owner's of Oak Park Brewing Company at their homebrew day. Mm. So that's where I met Jeff and Becca like almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, we just became friends. Uh, when I met Jeff and Becca at their old establishment, Track 7, you know, me and my ex at the time, we went down, you know, brought a bunch of board games, things for kids because we knew that it was going to be kid-friendly. So, uh, you know, we talked to Jeff and Becca and I told Jeff, I was like, hey, man, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to do something together, and it's going to be big. Mm. So with that being said, I ended up booking their entertainment. You know, I also I book shows. I'm a pro- promoter, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Been doing it for a long time. So uh booked their entertainment, but I was still getting this feeling. You know, so uh, that dissipated, went away. Uh, I didn't see Jeff and Becca for a while. Mm-hmm. And one day I just I was just like, man, I wonder what Jeff and Becca are doing. And Jeff texted me the next day, hey, oh wow, meet up. I want to talk to you about something. So uh, you know, we ended up meeting up. He uh, propositioned me with coming to brew at Oak Park Brewing Company. And uh, long story short, it worked out. Uh, you know, it was a long process, mm-hmm. but we made it make sense. And uh, you know, it was like one of my stipulations was like, man. Let me be me and don't tie my hands or my tongue up. Okay. You know, so, and uh, with that being said, man, Oak Park Brewing Company, we're about art, beer, community with the U, a big U in unity mm-hmm. on that. So, yeah, no, yeah. definitely. And is, is, are they still part of Track 7 or is that, they're, they're no, just that's, Oak Park you know, now? That, that's the reason why all of this stuff happened. I don't know exactly what happened. There's rumors, there's the truth. But uh, I know Jeff and Becca's heart, and if they walked away from it, I know it was a legit walk away. You yeah. know, so, uh, you know, I, I didn't even have to act. I didn't even know 
you know, eventually I found out some things, but they were like, yeah. And I was like, I stand on the same ground, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's got to be accountable, you know, in their actions, no matter what. So, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's rough, you know, being in a partnership that, of that magnitude, um, I can only imagine, um, not trying to get all the business out there, but, um, you know, uh, so how, so I, I think we're missing a piece here. Like, okay. how did you start brewing beer, bro? <laughs> because, yeah, I know you got all kinds, you got a bunch of shit going on, man. But, yeah. you know, like, cause you're at their home brewing. So that means that you're brewing at home. Yeah. Um, because I remember my, my, um, uh, my apartment when I was going to culinary school, everybody okay. brewed beer in their bathtub. Yeah, and it was always it shitty. Bath, so. <laughs> so how yeah. did you how did you get into the home brewing, and how did you get from the home brewing to the head brewer at Oak Park Brewing Company? So I'll, I'll, I'll be brief in the story. So when I got that beer tab, I was like, okay, you know, my mindset. I was like, if I spent this much money on beer, like, you know, what, what's the word? Uh, uh, What's the uh, court word? Uh, speculation. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, okay. So I took that amount of money and I invested it in books, home brewing equipment, and I tapped into people that were home brewers. I tapped into people who were talking about opening up breweries. I tapped into beer judges, you know, and through all of those those different entities. I just, man, I fell in love with it. It became an expensive hobby. Mm-hmm. You know, I found that five gallons of beer went really quick. So I upped my game. I was brewing like, man, two, three times a week after I got out of work. So I would get out of work around five or six, start a brew day at like eight. It would go to like three in the morning. I would get a couple hours of sleep, head to the nine to five the next day. But I became an expensive hobby, mm-hmm. uh, got into beer judging. Uh, that's a great, great thing to be a part of. Uh, next thing you know, we started a homebrew club, which uh, it, we grew really quick, fast, you know, but uh, we got an opportunity to host the national homebrew competition in 2014 through 2017, 18, slash mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. And I just met all these people. Annie Johnson, 2013 homebrewer of the year, black woman from Sacramento, California. So, you know, it's just having the opportunity to meet people who were, you know, brewing beer on a higher level and, uh, you know, had an opportunity to brew with Jeff at track seven. And that changed my whole perspective on home brewing mm-hmm. and, uh, it just upped my game. So, uh, the way that I got into commercial side of it, basically, like I said, Jeff and KJ vetted me. So in the end it had to make sense. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, there's some other stuff that I could share, but that would probably be off camera. So, yeah, I hear you, man. Um, so that, like you, you just kind of mentioned, you know, you met, um, you know, the, the female that was the black brewer. How is it in this industry that you're in now, you know, because I, I think, you know, uh, it's safe to say that, you know, when you're in your band, there wasn't as, as many black folks around there, correct? 
Um, now you're going into another industry that there's not a lot of black people in, which is, you know, uh, brewing beer. So how is it being a, a black person and a majority, I, I say white, you know, um, uh, Man, you know. like you mean it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find the right words. It is not that I'm trying to hold back. I'm just trying to, you know, so you, you're a black dude in a, a, a predominantly white space. How do you navigate into this, in this beer space when there's not a lot of black folks brewing beer? Okay. And then and I'll, I'll keep it simple. I grew up in the South. Mm-hmm. There's three yeah. types of people that I found out touring around this country. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you when I talk about Southern people, you have people that are good-hearted people. They're just Southern. Then you got some people that are like uh, iffy on the line, but then you got those people that are bad. So coming into the beer world, I, I love the fact that I grew up in North Carolina because it primed me. So even with the music, you know, it's like uh, I ended up meeting a guy, James Spooner, in 2021, I had a buddy from North Carolina hit me up and say, hey, man, this guy's making a documentary film about black people that play punk rock music, hardcore, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yeah, man, shoot, give me a, you know, have him hit me up, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he was the founder of Afropunk. Mm. So, yeah, so, you know, I was a part of that documentary. Uh, I got an opportunity you know, to be in the realm of some of my idols, Fishbone, 24-7-5, you know, all these bands that a lot of people don't know about, but they influence a lot of bands that got big, like the Chili Peppers, Primus, uh, no doubt. You know, there's a lot of bands out there, but, uh, you know, just being primed, coming into the beer world, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. Have people talked down to me because I didn't have a lot of knowledge? Yeah. But you know what? Now we're on the same level. But I'm not like them. Mm-hmm. See, I'm approachable. I'm not standoffish. All of this shit is simple. You can learn the skill set. But, uh, you know, if everything's changing right now. I don't know how many black brewery owners or black brewers or black sales reps. It's growing. I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, we actually have some stuff going on here that's going to be huge. But uh, I've met, like, tons of people on the Internet. I'm not a social media guy. I was forced to do what I'm doing on social media, mm-hmm. which I'm glad because I've met, like, hundreds of people, black people that are in, you know, black and brown people that are into craft beer because it's a misnomer that black people don't drink beer. We do. We just have crappy beer in our neighborhood. That's but, true. like, now that we know about craft beer – everybody's elevating their, you know, their, their, their taste buds, their mindset. And uh, everybody's speaking out about, you know, a lot of things that's going on in the world, even in the beer world. Hey, that's great, man. Um, So uh, I see you sipping on, on a little brew there. So when, when you're going into the lab, uh, that's what I like to call it. When I'm coming up with different recipes, I go into the lab, and how are you coming up with these flavors? Because I, I got a few right here. I got. Uh, you got, yeah, that mixed four pack. Yeah, Those I got the, the I got the mixed four pack. So how do you come up? Because Brute is usually 
uh, a champagne, right? Correct? Yes. Traditionally, yeah, so with that uh, champagne, the brewed IPA, we wanted to do a play on mimosas for Mother's Day. Nice. So when you, when you put your mouth on that, hit me up and let me know what you think about it. But, uh, you know, as far as, like, coming up with recipes, man, it's like I'm a big fan of cooking, you know. So if I taste something, uh, I think if it hits my palate, I can get close to it. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, outside of, you know, if we're not brewing for a competition, we're going to be creative. So we're all about educate, create, and have fun in the brew house. Mm-hmm. So uh, like with the Champagne, you know, it's just one of those things. Hey, let's do a play on mimosas for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. You know, so with the uh, Champagne, you know, we have uh, tangerines and rose hips. Okay. In it. It's a unique flavor. You should crack one open. I, I actually don't drink, brother. Oh, hey, it's all good knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but definitely share them or hold on to them. Those are going to be collector's items. Oh, don't, don't. Especially that one. Which the one? one with the, this one with the think on it. Okay. The painting. Yeah, that, so that's from a six-pack collaboration. So it never been done. Uh, six artists from around the United States and Mexico and I was part of the Paint the Globe uh, campaign that we did with, uh, yeah, a partnership with Paint the Globe Foundation. Okay. And what? How do you guys come up with the the artwork on the outside of these? Because this um, this is beautiful. Okay, beautiful so artwork. the so the Champagne, that's actually our graphics guy. Okay. So Becca came up with the idea. Uh, if you swim, spin those cans around. So the purple one, that's Milton Bowens. That's from an art art uh, exhibit that he did at Underground Books. But he gave us the rights to use the artwork. So that was our uh, February Black History Month collaboration. We did four black-owned breweries. Mm-hmm. This is the first time ever in history you have four black people on a beer can. It's never been done. Nice. You know, so, uh, but yeah, with our artists, we just reach out, man art beer community yes you know we reach out and uh, say hey we're thinking about doing this what do you think mm-hmm. you know and uh you know they say yay or nay if they say yes you know it's a partnership we we promote their social media pages website we compensate them you know but anything we look more for uniqueness you know so yeah we don't want like you know, we've been propositioned to use the same artist. I think that's boring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so, you know, art community beer. We're mm-hmm. all about art. I love art. I'm an artist as well. Mm-hmm. I love it. You know, so, and I'm always mesmerized by our cans because they are collector's items. Some of them might be one-offs. Hold on to those cans. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years down the line, they're going to be, somebody's going to do a piece on black-owned breweries in Sacramento. All right. And they're going to hit Urban Roots and Oak Park Brewing Company. That's Those are the only two right now. Okay. Any, so, yeah. any, uh, in Sacramento. Any, anybody else in the black community, uh, you, you know, got rumblings of opening up a brewery? Um, yeah, man. It's There's a lot. You know, Weathered Souls out okay. of San Antonio, Texas. They, uh, Marcus, Everett, uh, Marcus, uh, shit, I'm forgetting his last name. 
But anyway, he's from Sacramento, but he owns a brewery in San Antonio, Texas. Mm. You know, so uh, he's doing big things there. I, I was super stoked to have an opportunity to meet him, his brother, and his dad. That was the apple and that was the tree and the apples. I was like, man, I wish everybody could sit down with his dad. His dad was OG and kicking like real knowledge. So I see where Marcus and Everett, his brother, they get it from. Mm -hmm. uh, you got Hella Coastal out of Oakland. You got Full Circle in Fresno. You got Hunter's Point in the Bay. I mean, they're all over. Like I've yeah. met so many people online just being a black brewer and reaching out to them, you know? So, uh, yeah, we got some big stuff coming up, especially for the uh, 51st anniversary of People's Beer. Uh, Mr. Ted Mac, Mr. Ted Mac Sr. was the, uh, and this, if I'm wrong, let me know, but any, nobody's brought the information to us to deter us from saying that. So he was the first black brewery owner in the, in the United States. He ended up buying People's Brewing in 1970. They were open from 1970 to 1974. Mm -hmm. They had a flagship beer called People's Beer. We have the rights through his estate to bring that beer back. Oh, wow. Put it in the public eye. So we work closely with that family. But uh, the 51st anniversary is coming up in October. I'm working on something right now. It's going to be under the scope. We're doing, I call it the Underground Brew Railroad. <laughs> so uh, it's coming along. I got about 40 breweries, like, lined up and ready to go. There's 80 black-owned breweries in the United States. Oh, if wow. I can get 80, that's good. I got 40 right now. Mm -hmm. That's that's better. So, uh, you know, we're going to make it happen. It's going to be great. So you guys keep rocking with us and definitely tune in to uh, OPB uh on instagram over he brew co on instagram this is the part we're gonna play a little bit of games okay all right you Ready know for like in, in, in in middle school i never did recess because i didn't play <laughs> <laughs> i didn't play that be hey, nice this, to me this, i'm older now nah, this, i want to be mature be nice nah, to me. This, this is this is fun games all right okay all right so we got top five all right Okay, Raj, this is going to be Raj's top five brews that you have done. Oh, man, that's easy. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, and in no specific order. Whatever you want to do. Stout King, Solidaris, uh, Paint the Globe, uh, Brew Goddess, and... The 2020 Strong L. Okay, I've heard of that one. That's the last one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, next one. <laughs> you might get in a little bit of trouble on this one. I need Rogers' top five breweries in the greater Sacramento area. Man, hey, that's a good question, man. I ain't ashamed to say it. Like, I got to give kudos where kudos is due. All man, right. New Glory. Shout out. Big Sexy. Yep. I like what uh, Claim Stakes doing. Burning Barrel and Moxa. Moxa and that's, you know, it's like there's more top. out there, but those are like, yeah, yeah, there's, they're solid, you know, and, and if I got to give like, you know, special shouts out, Urban Roots. Uh, you know, my buddy Alex over at Tower, he's doing some amazing things right now. They're in a transition phase. 
You know, it's, uh, there's just a lot, man. There's a lot of breweries. All right. There's I lost track count. I, I I lost count at seventy. I know there's more than seventy <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got into the industry, and uh, the one thing that ties us together a little bit is that Track Seven was the first place I ever went with my food truck. It was called oh. Cecil's Taste back in 2015. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everybody, everybody was trying to get into track seven. I think yeah, yeah. they were maybe the first people that had, you know, like the outdoor diet, like the outdoor brewery and pulling up trucks. And I used to book with Becca. And mm-hmm. I just remember, I think it was like 2017, and there was breweries everywhere and every yeah. truck was clamoring to get to these breweries so hey, so i i got some trivia for you okay i've met you many times you have yeah okay saying i was like when uh your producer hit me up i was like yeah i know him indirectly you know it's like uh remember when you guys used to do the uh the, the uh food truck thing at yolo yeah beers and sack mm-hmm Bam, I was there. Oh, you were? Okay. I, I talked to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, man, at I was. The zoo? Dude, Remember at the zoo? Dude, that zoo. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, that yeah. was. Hey, man. I was, I was in a kind of faded reality back then. Hey, I, I was just starting my, my first business. I was doing shit that I wasn't supposed to be doing. So if I don't remember you, I'm sorry, Rod. Hey, it's, it's not even that, <laughs> man. Just to see you standing strong. Thank you. Yeah, hey, man, kudos, you know. So, you know, I saw you putting in the work. Mm-hmm. We talked about some things. You know, it's like at beer events, man, I don't expect anybody to remember anything, <laughs> you know. But, no, I remember faces, names. Yeah. It takes me a couple times, but I knew you because I'd seen you and I've worked with you indirectly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, kudos on what you're doing. And, you know, just definitely I appreciate what you guys are doing. And you got to share your story being a black food truck owner. So I would like to hear your story one day. Hey man, uh, you know, if you, if you got a few hours, you can hear the whole thing. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a long windy story, just like everybody else's. Right. Yep. Hey, yep. so we're, we're at the place of the show where we come in hot Raj. Okay. So it's going to be any topic you want. Anything you need to get off your chest, or you don't need to get off your chest. If you just you know want, if you if you want to do it, if you want to do a layup, you can do a layup. You know what? You know, I'm gonna put on my stinking thinking cap. Oh, oh, there it is. Look at this. Yeah, you you really oh. don't want to know what's in my head. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I don't even want it to get out in the cosmos. Nah, but, we, uh, we need all that. So yeah, yeah. Rod so, Little, hold on. I gotta introduce it. So, Raj Little, we need you to come in hot. What you got, Raj? Hey, man, all I got to say is get the information. You know, you can go along to get along, you know, but there's nothing wrong with being a free thinker. Always question. You know, if it doesn't seem right, it's not right. If your gut's saying something's not right, Definitely do the research and don't be afraid to stand on your square. Mm-hmm. Look at me. I'm a super dork. <laughs> I'm making beer. I was like, I love my life, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just getting started. Uh, I got a big mouth, too, you know, <laughs> but it's like, man, if I say anything and it hurts, it's probably because it's the truth. 
Yeah. You know, it's like uh, people are getting away from telling the truth. And, you know, the situation at this world's end right now, we only know what we've been told. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you start doing the research or me, I, I watched an old episode of Bonanza yesterday. And the only reason I watched it because it had like a black person on it. I was like, oh, let me listen to this. And they were dealing with racism back then, mm-hmm. you know. So, and, uh, you know, Hot Topic, Juneteenth is going to be a big event for us again this year. Last year we had a break in COVID, mm-hmm. and that was our biggest day here at Oak Park, you know. But, uh, you know, I was approached to do a T-shirt, and I questioned. I was like, man, Juneteenth, celebrate? I'm like, you know what's going on in the world right now and what's mm-hmm. going on in the world back then? Mm-hmm. I'm like. I, I couldn't do it. You know, I was like, Becca, I, I, I can't do it because I'm going to do something political and I'm going to stand on it, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, so, yeah, man, do the right thing. There you go. Do the Always light, do right the right thing. thing. Do your research. Don't go on what people tell you. Nah, so, I tell uh, my kids that you, every day, Raj. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Hey, if you think you sound, thinker. yes. Yeah. You know, and if, and if, you know, with me, I, I think I'm confident in myself. You know, therefore, I'm going to say some things that might come out right. I might get a Kanye thing going. <laughs> I know what I want to say, but I can't yeah. articulate the shit. You don't and then you just there, come Rod. off sounding yeah. crazy. You don't want to go there. You know, but, uh, yeah, man, always fight the good fight. Stand on your square. Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to help the situation, you're a hindrance. And when you play the line, you hinder. So if that's the case, don't fucking get around me. That was hot, Raj. Go ahead and plug everything you need to plug, your social, your website, anything else you need to plug, Raj. Yo, man, so you guys can find me every day (laughs) in some way, shape, or form, spirit, at uh, Oak Park Brewing Company, 3514 Broadway, Sacramento, California, 95817. Uh, We have a full kitchen. The brewery's popping. We got beers. Uh, food's off the change. We opened up our patio. We have a new bar on the patio. We're getting ready to open up the backside. So that's just as big as our patio. Uh, you can find me at Black's Brew Beer on Instagram, B-L-K-S Brew Beer. Uh, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter. I'm trying to figure out how to do all of this stuff with my marketing person. So bear with me. The numbers might not be the greatest, but Hey, I'm trying to figure this out, Dang, you know, man. but uh, outside of that, man, Hey, art, beer, community, the ABCs, Oak Park Brewing, uh, shouts out to KJ, Becca, Dana, Jeff for giving me a shot. And, uh, Hey man, we're going to rock it to the wheels fall off. I love it. Rod's little, cool. and thank you for coming through. Raj Little, head brewer out at Oak Park Brewing Company. You can holler at me. You can get those delicious hot chicken sandwiches. Just go to <laughs> www.nashandproper.com. You can holler at us at Nash and Proper. You can holler at me at Chef Cease or at Coming In Hot Podcast on all your social media. We love you. Thank you again, Rod, for coming in hot. We'll see you next week. Love ya. Peace. Thank you, guys. All right.